0: You're listening to the Psychiatric Nurse Practitioner Podcast. This is Ana Sanchez, your host. Each week, I share with you evidence-based research about mental health disorders. I dispense empathy, hope, and share with you a deeper understanding of what mental illness is. Together, we can raise awareness, improve attitudes, and remove the barriers to mental health. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the Psychiatric Nurse Practitioner podcast. I am your host, Ana Sanchez. Today, I will be discussing a sensitive topic on Asian hate. I'm doing this podcast to educate our providers, our nurse practitioners, nurses, and all healthcare uh, personnel, and of course, all the listeners to this podcast on why it is important to be an advocate and an ally to your Asian American patients. Recently, a gunman killed eight people in Atlanta on the 16th of March, 2021. Six of the victims were of women of Asian descent. It appears that the Atlanta shooting is a hate crime. The murder of eight people, including six Asian women, four of them of South Korean descent, were um, hate crime against Asian Americans. But the police have not called this a hate crime. Since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, Asian Americans have um, experienced hate crimes. It has skyrocketed. According to the BBC, an elderly Asian immigrant was shoved to the ground and died due to head injuries. A Filipino American was slashed in the face in New York City by the perpetrator of this heinous crime with a box cutter. A Chinese female was slapped and then set on fire. Recently, a 55-year-old Filipino-American was recently kicked in the abdomen as she fell to the ground. She was repeatedly stomped on in the head, and this happened near Times Square. Video surveillance showed that there were two people working inside the lobby but who witnessed that attack but did not do anything. They even closed the door when the attack was occurring. These are recent violation um, and attacks, terrible attacks on Asian Americans that is steadily rising since the pandemic a year ago. Asian Americans have been harassed, physically assaulted, spat at. Many of these incidents go unreported due to shame, guilt and fear. Many microaggressions can be occurring and have occurred in the workplace. Many who advocate uh, for the Asian um, communities agree that the political rhetoric have added fuel to the fire. An alarming level of racially motivated violence and hate crimes um, have, have been increasingly rising and many Asians feel that they've been left out from many cultural conversations. Asians feel that their experiences have not been validated. Asian stories have not been heard because they are not being covered by the media. Asian Americans have been used multiple times as scapegoat for violent behaviors for many, many years now. According to the Center, For the study of hate and extremism at the California State University, San Bernardino, Asian hate crimes have increased by 150% during the COVID-19 pandemic. Asians have lived in the United States for over 170 years now, but Asian immigrants have been targeted ever since they migrated to the United States. According to the AAPI, the Asian American Pacific Islander National Report, 3,795 incidents of hate crimes with verbal harassment, physical assault, civil rights violations have been documented. This number, though, is a a fraction of what Asians are experiencing. Again, many hate crimes are underreported. There has been a long history of hate crimes against Asians and I will take a look at this history and um, speak to you about it. Asians came to the United States in the 1850s to work in the mining industry and the railroad construction in the Western States. These are low paying jobs that were available to Chinese immigrants and they filled these jobs willingly. The rhetoric then of Asians coming to steal the jobs started in 1850s. This rhetoric is still being used today. And Chinese immigrants at that time were willing to take these jobs, but had um, felt that they were being targeted because they were willing to pay to, to take these jobs. Systemic and institutional racism was put in place by the California Supreme Court that reinforced racism against Asians in the ruling of people versus Hall, so that people of Asian descent could not testify against whites in the court that resulted in white people not receiving any punishment for violent crimes against Asian immigrants. In 1871, a white man was murdered during a riot. There were many white and Hispanic rioters that attacked and put a blame in a small community of Chinese immigrants. 17 Chinese men and boys were killed. Their bodies were hanged on a noose in the town. Very few of the rioters were convicted and their convictions were overturned and nobody received any form of punishment. In 1875, the Page Exclusion Act was the first and most restrictive immigration law that prohibited Chinese women to come to the United States. This had set the tone for the sexual fetishization of Asian women. Clearly, the codified law has been enmeshed into the culture and brought the entanglement of sexism and racism into the American culture. In 1882, there was the Chinese Exclusion Act that banned the Chinese immigration of laborers and went on for 20 years. This act was repealed in 1943. In 1885, about 150 vigilantes attacked Chinese mine workers in the Wyoming Territory, this, killed, this event killed 28 people. 79 homes were burnt. The Chinese immigrants tried to flee, but they were tricked into boarding a train and were taken back to Rock Springs in the Wyoming Territory and were forced back into the mines. In the 1900s, there was an outbreak of the bubonic plague in San Francisco. Since the first victim was a Chinese immigrant, the whole Chinese community was ostracized and blamed for the plague. Chinatown was surrounded by the police and prohibited the Chinese from leaving that area. But the Chinese um, were having difficulty because of this lockdown. The white residents were able to go in and out of the Chinatown district and were not um, restricted at all. Many of the residents of the Chinese um, community were searched without any questions. Now, Asian Americans have been scapegoated against, and this was g- again during World War II, in, after the Pearl Harbor attack. The forced internment of 120,000 Japanese Americans on the West Coast were horrific um terrible conditions were ongoing. Now out of this 120,000 Japanese Americans that were in in 62% of them were US citizens. After the Vietnam War, Southeast Asian um, refugees were discriminated and they were hated. Uh, This was in Texas when the Vietnamese shrimpers were attacked by the Ku Klux Klan. Asians are now being clumped into one group due to hate and ignorance. In 1982, a Chinese man by the name of Vincent Chin was badly beaten to death by two men. These men were very angry and blamed U.S. job losses that were caused by the Japanese auto industry. The judge in this case let the two men off with Fines and probation because the judge said quote these weren't the kind of men you sent to jail. Isn't this the same similar sentiment that the sheriff in Cherokee County in Atlanta shooter um, had said? Quote yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. End quote. Let's look at the other trends that are happening in teenagers. Asian American teenagers um, have been also verbally and physically bullied since the start of the pandemic. Numbers are one out of four Asian American teenagers. Asian women reports that hate crimes are two to three times more uh, than uh, men. History shows cultural objectification in the um in shows in the atlanta shooting were six of the women were asian american females um people think that women or the culture think that the women are thought of as expendable objects for pleasures exotics and foreigners and have been be viewed as the virus many hashtags have sprung up to stop asian hate and hate is the virus marches have been ongoing around the united states to educate and and talk about awareness about these horrific incidents in the media asians have been found to be objectified and hypersexualized how many movies have been made with asian women as these kind of roles the results in women being objectified and viewed off as um, expendable objects and exotic um, occurring. And these are the results, hate crimes. Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders have been blamed for the pandemic of the COVID-19. Ignorance and xenophobia is rampant. The rhetoric of many politicians again have been echoed this bigotry and hatred. Now, what can you do? Learn about the Stop Asian American Pacific Islanders uh, initiative. This is an advocacy group. This is an initiative that support Asians uh, and Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. Pew Research uh, Center have shown that there have been three in 10 who have experienced racial slurs and jokes since the beginning of the pandemic. Now this COVID-19 pandemic also revealed many social inequities in the Asian communities as, as, and of course, as the black and the brown communities. Um, due to this pandemic, there's an underground community. There's rising unemployment rates. Asian Americans have also been subjected to police harassment. There is a lack of health care in many Asian communities. And COVID-19 has shown that the most vulnerable have been affected due to the cultural structures that are currently in place when it comes to race, gender, immigration status, socioeconomic conditions that affect many people. The movement to stop Asian hate have empowered Asian communities so that they can elevate their voices to fight Asian um, American racism and xenophobia. These are things that you can do when you advocate also for other communities in America. What can you do to stop hatred? Do something. Take action. If not, hate will persist. Apathy is acceptance. Speak out. If not, hate will persist and it will grow. Call on your friends and colleagues. Check on them. Talk to your churches. Speak up. Host a community meeting, attend a vigil, talk to your coworkers, be creative, do your part, and know your part. Be empathetic for the Asian American communities. Join forces with other civic clubs, churches, and learn about diversity and inclusion. Talk to your families and educate your children. Get everyone involved. Call on groups women's groups, labor unions, youth groups, and faith alliances. Create a healthy relationship with the police force. Work together. Have a unified response. Marita Etcubanes, Senior Director of the Strategic Initiatives of Asian Americans Advancing Justice, are having trainings currently for educating the people to use bystander intervention. Bystander intervention have been used many times, But this one, she calls it the five Ds. Distract, delegate, document, delay, and direct. The NAACP have also given Asian Americans their support. Now, if you are a victim of hate crime, I encourage you to contact the local police. Seek therapy, please. Seek your psychiatric nurse practitioners. Victims of hate crimes uh, will feel alone. Victims of hate uh, can be victims at first, but they can also survive and they can thrive in the community again. Use the anger into positive ways. Be aware of um, Asian attacks, microaggressions, and symbols of hate. Encourage others to speak up. Speak to the press. Research your legal rights. I encourage you to seek help if you are experiencing any triggers, sadness, worsening depression, and anxiety. Again, thank you for listening to the Psychiatric Nurse Practitioner Podcast. This is Anna Sanchez, your host. Until next time. Psych Nurse Practitioner Podcast is a weekly podcast where I share with you my passion in the field of psychiatry. I discuss evidence-based research, treatment modalities, psychotropics, and different therapies that we use in psychiatry. My hope is to build a community where we can have empathy and compassion to those struggling with mental health conditions. Find me on social media at Anna Sanchez underscore Psych underscore NP, and subscribe to my podcast. Thank you. Ana Sanchez is a dual-certified family and psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. She currently practices as a psych nurse practitioner in the local emergency room. She has experiences in both inpatient and outpatient psychiatric setting. She has consulted in the past as a psych nurse practitioner as well. She has teaching experience as an adjunct clinical faculty instructor in both med surge and psychiatry. She currently serves as a medical officer in the US Air Force Reserves. She is passionate in the care of those with mental health conditions. She is also the founder and executive director for Hope Center for Veterans, which is a nonprofit organization that increases positive outcomes for veterans. This psych nurse practitioner podcast does not constitute a medical advice. This podcast is not intended to replace a professional psychiatric assessment. The ideas expressed in this podcast do not reflect the position of the speakers, authors, affiliated medical and nurse practitioner organizations. Thank you.